Well, hello there. It's a special bonus episode on Breakfast with the Broker because it's election week. Yes, election week. Um, well, sort of. So it's early voting week, um, but it's election week for Breakfast with the Broker, and we have a real, real great treat. So without further ado, and now from by way of Delray Beach, Florida, he's a hometown guy. He is a, a board-certified criminal trial attorney at Michael T. Weinstein, PA, criminal defense and litigation. He is a former assistant state attorney at the Broward County State Attorney's Office. He is a heat lifer. He's a Gator fan because he went to University of Florida, and he went to study law at Nova Southeastern. He is Michael Weinstein. I, I am a heat lifer. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. Listen, the heat are playing really, really well. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, growing up here in South Florida, there was no heat when I was a kid. So I, I had to choose. It was either Lakers or Celtics. And uh, so I was Celtics. Oh, I was Lakers. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and now you're Batman. I'm Gators. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah then, threw me in. And then, of course, you know, Ronnie Cycli and Glenn Rice, you know, and Steve Smith. And I got hooked on the heat. And that was the end of it. Uh, baby Jordan, uh, Harold Miner. Harold Miner, guy could dunk. <laughs> Couldn't do anything else, but he could dunk. Yeah, that's awesome. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. You know, right. listen, as um, we're getting out the vote and people are going out there and, you know, August 18th is, uh, you know, the actual date, but a lot of people are taking advantage of the early voting and we encourage people, would, um, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so as of as of Monday, uh, I checked the stats. We had about 9,000 people in District 81 have voted by mail, and those ballots have been actually returned. Um, and I think in District 81, we had about 180 vote by uh, early voting. Um, I was out there on Tuesday evening, then they were trickling in, and I went out, went out there again yesterday, uh, check it out. And, um, you know, I would say during lunchtime, because, you know, I got a day job, uh, but I went during lunchtime. You know, I see a lot of your signs. I see a lot of uh, enthusiasm with your campaign and, um, you know, endorsements coming in and, and all of that. So um, tell us a little bit, of, you know, why would you get into this political arena? People think you're like nuts or something. Well, it's, it's, so let's, uh, I'll tell you what, what happened and, and what my driving force was. You know, I grew up in a family. My grandfather, Moses Weinstein, was the... Um, Speaker of the New York State Assembly, and he was a Queens County Democratic leader. And then my, my father, when we moved down here, got elected to the state Senate um, in 1982. So I grew up as a, as a child living this life of politics. Um, you know, and I have an older brother. He lives in Parkland. He, he got appointed twice by Obama to various committees. And I was looking. I've been looking, looking. I said, where is my opportunity to serve the community? I have a great job. I, I have a Phenomenal day job as a criminal trial lawyer, but I have always been looking for a way that I can give back. And this is the way I can give back by serving. You know, I think it's great and obviously admirable. Um, you know, what what are your priorities um, if you are elected? So I basically have what I call the five point plan. Um, I actually keep it with me everywhere I go. It's the Mike, Michael Weinstein five point plan. First and foremost, and especially for the real estate market, because I think that's what what interests your audience is um, COVID-19 response and recovery. I think our legislature is going to have to make some budget cuts um, and we've got to be very, very selective. Make sure that which leads right into one of my second points, and that is prioritizing education. Um, we have to make sure that that our schools are 
funded because we're going to have to be paying for a lot of technology if we don't cure this thing. Uh, the last three points are, I, I believe we have to stand up to racism, prejudice, and bigotry. Um, very much so. I, racism is still systemic in this country and we have to have people who are willing to say it. Um, last but not least, uh, I want to expand healthcare and then we need to scrap our current unemployment system. It doesn't work. Uh, it, it's an absolute mess and folks need to be able to put food on their table, especially during a pandemic. So that's my five point plan of, of my priorities if I win. When I win. And, um, you know, you know, and, and obviously those are, are your priorities and, and things. And, and people, you know, you know, what do they not know about Michael and why should they vote for you? So the, there's there's a the best way I can explain is this is I'm a pragmatic problem solver. Um, I don't try to veer too far to the left or too far to the right. Uh, I learned in law school, you always have to think six steps ahead. So I'm always trying to find solutions to problems. And, you know, I don't believe that there are Republican problems or Democratic problems or just problems that the legislature has to deal with. You know, I have some crime fighting measures that I want to deal with that are nonpartisan. I think uh, COVID is nonpartisan. I think that education should be nonpartisan. These are issues that I that I believe in. And having said that, these are issues that I think that we can all fight for. Now, are there going to be um ways that I am better than my opponent. Yeah, I'm, I'm a litigator by nature. So as my grandfather used to say, if you have the facts on your side, pound on the facts. If you have the law on your side, pound on the law. If you don't have the facts, you don't have the law, just pound on the table. <laughs> That's great. You know, your main, your main opponent, um, it, you know, has, uh, has kind of, well, been a little aggressive uh, recently. Um, you know, she sent out uh, some postcards and some things that, you know, um, most people would think that are certainly are not not nice. And um, um, I know you and, and certainly are not true to your character and integrity. Um, you know, what, what would be your response um, to some of the things? And for those that don't, you know, that are viewing it, don't don't know it, um, you know, because Michael Weinstein is a criminal defense attorney, uh, she used that or tried to use that against him to say that, you know, because he defends someone who was accused of murder or someone who was accused of abuse, that he also is those things. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's just it's, re it's really wrong. <laughs> well, it, it, it backfired. Uh, the amount of support that I've received and from friends has been just overwhelming and heartwarming. Let me tell you why I think it's happened. When I decided to make the run, I filed literally the day that that filing uh, allowed me to file. And, you know, thankfully, I've been successful in my life. I was able to self-fund part of the campaign and I raised a lot of money right away. And I think that what happens is she started running from behind. And when you run from behind, you have to make drastic decisions. You have to go negative. I made the decision and, and you've seen my Facebook posts to stay positive, positive, positive. Stay on message. Stay focused. Talk about COVID, talk about education, talk about police reform, talk about things that voters want to hear. We are sick and tired of hearing negative in this country. So she decided that she was going to attack me viciously. Uh, I mean, she sent out that postcard you mentioned saying Michael Weinstein, you know, is a criminal defense lawyer and he's representing bad people. The last time I checked, because I'm running in a Democratic Party, we fought as a party and passed a constitutional amendment to restore voters' rights, restore former felons' rights to vote. 
So how is it even possible as a Democrat, you can say, I support restoring your right to vote. Oh, but you can't. The lawyer who represented you should not be allowed to be of service to the community. It makes no sense whatsoever. So I'm just staying. I'm staying the high road. I'm going to stay positive and stay on message. I love it. And, you know, listen, you know, like you said, when you don't have uh, when you don't have the facts or the law, you just pound on the table. That's just pound. Right. And she's, uh, she's doing she's doing a lot of pounding. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to stay on message and we're going to talk about things that help this district. You know, like I give you an example, David. Um, and, and, you know, because you sold me my house, um, you know, we we live in District 81, which is a huge district. It runs from the county line, Broward Palm Beach line, West Boca, West Del Rey, West Boynton, Park Lake Worth, juts under Wellington, shoots all the way to Bell Glade, Bell Glade, South Bay, Pahokee. It's you know, it is an hour to traverse the district back and, you know, all the way up and all the way back is two hours. And. It's east, excuse me, it's west of the turnpike. So, you know, I have said I'm the only Democrat who actually lives in the district. My opponent has lost two previous campaigns in two other districts and is now running in this particular district. Um, and she's attacked me for saying that. And I'm saying to myself, isn't it a legitimate campaign issue? It's a contrast where shouldn't the people who live in District 81 be able to vote for someone who is their neighbor, who knows their issues, who lives their issues? You know, my daughter goes to public school in District 81. Yeah. You know, it's a, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Um, listen, you know, mo most people, you know, who are running for office, whether it be from mayor, county commissioner seat, you know, whatever, um, you know, obviously House of Representatives and such, you know, they, they live in their in their district because it's 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 difficult, even though, yes, I, I, you know, I would agree with her in the sense that, you know, it, you know, we're talking about a mile apart from but, you know, it's still a mile apart and you are not the neighbors. You're not seeing, you know, you're not going to the clubhouse parties and the, and the uh, community parties and those kind of things um, that, you know, will help, you know, hopefully help you serve uh, your constituents even more. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk Let's again, this is breakfast with a broker. So let's, let's, let's throw a real estate angle at it. You know, your brokers sell the Oaks and they sell uh, the bridges and seven bridges. And hopefully you're selling Boca bridges and you're selling canyons and you're selling Valencia. I mean, these are where I live. These are my, my people, so to speak, you know, I'm, you serve West Boca, uh, you know, Boca Falls and Boca Lago. And, and these are neighborhoods that, that your brokers work with. I live in one of those neighborhoods. So I know exactly what you guys are selling and what you guys are doing. So I think that that's relevant to the campaign. Absolutely. So um, realtors, whoop, a little echo. Um, Realtors, uh, you know, we have uh, we have some of our realtor issues, right? So, you know, there's a there's a couple of things. Um, we talk about um, uh, out of California, there was a uh, sales tax that came out uh, on uh, earned commissions, you know, on independent contractors earned commissions, you know, which are taxed, you know, at either between five and six percent. Um, California wanted to uh, pass something like that. it hasn't. It's failed a couple times, um, but it's, uh, it's, you know, sometimes rears its ugly head. Um, is that something that, um, you know, and I know it's, it's difficult. I, you probably get these questions 
all the time because you, you, you don't really have the budget and you don't have, you know, certain things that you'd be looking at. But in overall, um, you know, is a six, you know, is an increase in taxes on um, commissions um, something that you would be for or, or against? So I think that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it this way. I, I as I'm not running, as I said, to the left, I'm not running to the right. I'm trying to run as a moderate. Florida has been blessed with a phenomenal economy based upon two reasons, tourism and agriculture. And I mean, we have a $90 billion budget. Uh, I, we have in my lifetime, over 40 plus years of living in the state of Florida, we've never had to um, change to a, uh, a state income tax, nor have we had to pass additional taxes um, more so than you know, trickling up from 5% to 6% to 7% on the sales tax. I don't support additional taxes unless they're absolutely necessary. Um, and I certainly don't support on professional fees. I'm a lawyer myself, and, and I don't want to have to start paying uh, you know, tax on that as, as you are a professional yourself. Uh, and if it's not necessary, I don't think I would support it. Perfect. Um, and, um, you know, we, we also passed, you know, a lot of times, especially we have a lot of HOAs and homeowners associations and, you know, um, and I was just going to ask you a question basically on, you know, HOAs have a lot of power. They seem to, you know, you know, it's, it's amazing the amount of power that, that they have and, and control over certain transactions. And, you know, um, we cap the estoppel fees, um, you know, but those estoppel fees, um, they're getting around by having their attorney draw something up and then having someone else, you know, charging a fee and all these management companies of fees. You know, um, is it something that you would consider going into, you know, maybe um, talking with the, uh, the Realtor, Realtors Associations and the HOAs and, and something like that to come up with a compromise? Because they're really hurting the consumer. Um, at, you know, they're charging five, six, seven hundred dollars, you know, at closing. And you're basically, you know, I mean, you're you're held hostage. I mean, you, you have to sign. So let, let me answer it in a roundabout way. Sure. Um, I am as a as an attorney. One of the things I learned, I learned in law school, two things that are very important. Number one, um, obviously, don't overcharge your client because that's why lawyers get this bad reputation for being money hungry. But the second is communicate, communicate, communicate. And I have always said since I started this campaign, I will try to have as much of an open door policy as I can to listen to the issues that come up um, with all you know, professional agencies and all, and all constituents. So obviously, uh, if that is an issue and I need to be educated on it, you can't know everything. It's impossible to know. We get questions about the environment. I get questions about criminal justice reform. I get questions about you know, this industry. I get, yesterday, I was getting questions about credit unions. You know, you can't know everything, but you have to be able to listen to all sides of the argument, and ultimately make a decision on how you're going to vote. So, um, you know, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm not an attorney and um, I, I certainly um, don't know um, as much about the law. Uh, but, you know, when we look at criminal justice reform, you know, you look at um, some of the, the cases that are starting to come out through um, COVID you know, um, litigations on COVID, you know, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit, you know, on um, litigations on at least the real estate industry has seen litigations and, you know, what we would consider frivolous lawsuits, but obviously they don't. Um, but uh, is, um, um, you know, websites need to be compliant for the blind. 
you know, um, and so there's, you know, several attorneys out there going after realtors and, and the brokers to try and, you know, I mean, it's really, to me, it's more extortion, but I, you know, it's, it's, I, 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 I'm somewhat familiar with this issue. So let me give you some thoughts on it. Sure. All right. I, I always believe in access to the courts. Um, I think that if there is liability, uh, you know, people should be held liable. I don't believe in damage caps or anything like that. But I also think that, you know, some of these law firms that file these mass amounts of, of ADA claims without much substance to them should be put on notice that you can't do that either. So as long as and, and it's not it's not really something that you can litigate in the legislature I, or make it a statute. I think it's more so the bar's got to regulate this. You know, if you're filing um, if you're filing frivolous lawsuits and there is no merit to them, the bar can actually, we're self-governing. You could be sanctioned by the bar for filing those types of things. So that's kind of where I think it should be, uh, where people should be held accountable for those types of frivolous suits. Let's get it. Let's get into that a little bit further, especially again, I'm trying to steer this towards the, the broker industry. You know, you know, your concerns would be, what if I show a house and this person gets COVID? You know, am I then personally liable for, for that? And the answer is, I think that, that you can't stop that type of litigation. It's impossible to stop it, especially if the broker doesn't take precautions. You know, if the broker doesn't wear masks, doesn't use sanitizer, hasn't inspected the home, hasn't talked to the homeowner, you know, and all of a sudden they're bringing them into a COVID environment, I think you're going to be looking at some liability. Now, I do think that statutorily we could have an affirmative defense that if the broker uh, does takes all of the necessary precautions prior to showing the listing and they, they end up getting uh, litigation later, they should be able to defend themselves in that lawsuit with what's called an affirmative defense. So I think there's a middle ground to be had here. All right. Thank you. Um, also, um, last uh, procedural question, I should say, is, uh, is a business tax, right? So, um, you know, the state of Florida is the only state of all 50 states to have a business rent tax, commercial leasing and, and such. Um, and we've been successful in reducing that, you know, over, you know, over the course of the last few years. Um, you know, would you be for continuing to reduce that business rent tax, um, you know, on commercial leasing space, especially with the um, commercial climate, um, you know, currently? I, I don't want to commit to that at this moment, and I'm tell you why. For, for a variety of reasons. Number one, and, and I'd rather be honest. I know that may not be the right answer for this particular audience, but I gotta be honest. We're in a very interesting and strange environment right now. Number one, we only rely on sales tax. Number two, we have zero tourism going on right now, or very little. Cruise ship industry is basically stopped entirely. Orlando is, is going at a, I mean, you're having space if you wanna go to Disney World. So I think that cutting taxes right now is going to be almost impossible. You know, we have too many services. If you have to make a balance between whether we're feeding seniors who live in Century Village or cutting taxes, I'm going to end up inuring to the side of feeding seniors. Uh, it's just the way it's going to have to be right now. Um, but in the future, once our economy gets back on track, it's something I'd be open to. I appreciate that answer. And I think the viewers appreciate the honesty as well. So uh, I always leave uh, the last, you know, two questions, obviously. How do we, uh, how do we support you? 
Um, how do we get out um, the vote for you? Um, where can we, um, you know, I'm sure that you are looking at raising funds um, for this last stretch. You know, where can we support you? Oh, that's amazing. So let's just give it very simple. Weinsteinforstatehouse.com. It's a pretty simple website. Weinsteinforstatehouse.com. You can learn a little bit more about me. Um, I would encourage as follows. If you live in District 81, like I do, then and that which is, again, Boca, uh, Delray, Boynton, Lake Worth, all the way out west to Belle Glade, west of the Turnpike, I would ask for your vote. I would ask for your friends and family's vote. Post it on Facebook and tell people that you could vote for me. And then secondly, WeinsteinForStateHouse.com. You can learn more about it. And if you want to contribute, you're correct. Running a COVID campaign is insanely expensive. I can't imagine. You, you cannot do your traditional pressing of the flesh. You cannot go to a clubhouse or an HOA meeting. You cannot speak at Valencia. You cannot speak at Century Village. You cannot speak at the clubhouse where I live in Seven Bridges. It's impossible. Nobody wants it because it's of COVID. So all of our messages are online, via email, via social media, which is, you know, to pay for the social media advertising is very expensive and through the mail. And now we're doing TV commercials, which is, as you can imagine, very expensive. So any type of uh, financial help would be amazing. Um, thankfully, I've been able to self-fund a little bit this campaign. Um, thank God I've worked hard to be able to do that. But that's because I want it. I, I've self-funded because I want I want this election, you know, and I want to win. Well, we certainly appreciate it. So the last question I always ask my guests is, what's your favorite streaming, like whether Netflix or whatever, um, show or series? And what are you currently watching? Okay, I can answer that. Uh, so at the beginning of the pandemic, I watched uh, Homeland, and then, uh, but I really got into Fauda. I, no, I, I love it. Am I saying that right? Fauda? Fauda? I, I think it's Fauda. I think it's, Fauda? I think it's, so I used to say Fauda, and so, I, was, I was corrected by uh, an Israeli. So, <laughs> so I, I, I was way into that. I thought that was very well done. And then, uh, Currently, I'm campaigning, literally, I'm either running my day job, being a criminal lawyer via Zoom, which I'll, as soon as we're done, I'm going to be on a court hearing. I'm running my day job. But when I have a couple of minutes of spare time, uh, I have started watching Money Heist. Oh, yeah. Great. Good stuff. That's awesome. Michael, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for giving uh, your insight. Um, if you are in District 81, please consider uh, voting for Michael Weinstein, um, whether you're in it or not. Um, and, and you like what he had to say, and especially the real estate issues, um, please uh, help supporting him. Uh, the, we, put, we posted a link below. So thanks a lot, Michael. Appreciate it. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. But we had a bonus episode today because uh, it's election week. Next week, we have Amy Somerville. She is amazing, and we'll talk to her. Um, she is uh, one of our executives at Remax, and we're going to talk about recruiting and retaining and all kinds of cool things, marketing and such. So uh, be sure to tune in Tuesday at 9 a.m. Thanks a lot, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you, David. Thank right. you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.